0: Welcome to the Hawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. In this episode, we'll turn our focus to the class of 2020 and their accomplishments as we wrap up the 2019-2020 academic year. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and this is a special episode of the Digest in the light of a distinctly unique academic year. Joining me to help me celebrate the graduating crop of Hawks is President Jim Collins.
1: Jim, welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Thanks, Robert. Good to be with you. Especially happy to talk about the great Loras class of 2020.
0: Always great things to talk about when you talk about the class of 2020, that's for sure. So I hope things are going well with you. You're staying uh, staying safe and staying sane in the midst of all the pandemic. And...
1: Well, I'm staying safe. I'm staying healthy. You'd have to talk to different folks to whether I'm staying sane or not, but <laughs> all things good.
0: Good. Well, so this academic year, unlike any other, has been a challenge. So I think we could start our reflection on the class of 2020 by kind of looking at the unique uh, hurdles that they've faced and kind of how well they've handled everything in light of the pandemic.
1: I've been impressed, Robert. Uh, I begin by simply stating that the Loras class of 2020 has been uh, resilient and understanding. Um, That said, and very obviously understandable, they're also heartbroken by missed opportunities, missed experiences, and, of course, the emotional and happy closure that always results from having been on campus in the final weeks. Uh, They haven't had any of that. So students were robbed from presenting final academic research projects, sharing their thesis summaries, competing for athletic national championships, foregoing spring sports seasons, performing in the final concert participating in their last theater production, dancing for the kids at dance marathon, concluding student teaching and internship experiences, cutting short travel away and study abroad experiences and enhancing faith through retreat, service and liturgical opportunities, just to name a few. So you can imagine uh, for any of our alumni or other students, when you think about the experiences that we've all had to think that uh, all of these activities were curtailed, it's amazing. You know, in the end, we know that Loris's strength is in its community and uh, the relationships that have kept us connected and the friendships that we've developed as a byproduct are what's most important. And uh, the concluding weeks of the Loras student experience are formative and we weren't able to provide them in a way that so many of us benefited from in years past. Um, However, our, our staff and faculty have invested long hours to make it as real as possible. And to our graduating seniors' credit, they've been so much more focused on gratitude and blessings and not on remorse or disappointment, it uh, really makes me proud. Uh, dohawk proud, I guess, would be the right way to say it.
0: Yeah, well, and, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit in terms of the way that they've responded, but uh, I know we all know how great dohawks are in terms of you know, just as people and as communicators, and I always I was like to think that dohawks are, are especially this class, they're thoughtful communicators because uh, some of the messages I've received, they're just very um, very pointed and very thoughtful in terms of their, their response to how, what, what we've been doing, what, what they've been going under and going through, I should say. And, um, as, and I know you've seen a lot more than I have. So what kind of responses have you seen from, from the students? Kind of, as these tough decisions are made, I mean, they've got to move off campus. They've got to kind of stay separated from the friends. Suddenly, they're not coming back. I mean, what, what, what responses are you, how are they communicating
1: to you? um I, I think the the word that comes to me right away is humbling it's it's amazing for um 18 to 22 year olds under the umbrella of all that's going on and all that they're missing and all that they've had to transition to um how they've been able to um, turn the focus from them and look toward others um one they want to make sure that those um who aren't as privileged or as fortunate are being well served, being well taken care of. Um, But they're also really grateful for all the people who are trying to make their experience uh, that much more strong and that much more better even under the circumstances. And I think it's incredible when you think about how positive and supportive and understanding uh, and kind they've been throughout all of this. But I I think it's worth noting that, um, and in fairness, if you date back eight weeks ago, um, the initial response is, of course, like any of us were um, personally and emotionally and demoralizing. Um, it wasn't against the institution. It was mostly against the situation. Um, our students didn't want to leave. Our faculty and staff didn't want to leave. Um, and in the end, is, it was stunning to them, even as they watched all of this played out on a national and international forum. But, you know, I, I think about what happened just in a period of 10 days. It still seems surreal. On March 11th, the entire campus was celebrating Duhok Day in person, on and off campus. We were hugging each other, people were laughing, everybody was talking to one another. Then that night came the decision from the NCAA to cancel the um, men's and women's D1 basketball tournaments. Uh, On the 12th, we were all told that our teams at championship events had to return to campus and weren't able to compete. On March 14th, we were uh, informed our students that they had to move out by Friday, March 19th, and that classes would begin online on March 23rd. And we indicated that the last day for in-classroom learning would end on March 17th. But then on March 16th, the state of Iowa prohibited gatherings of 10 or more. And so we had to um, end our in-person delivery on the 16th at noon. So as you can imagine, a lot was happening in a short time. And it's also worth noting what was happening in higher education in general. You know, several institutions had the benefit of having their spring breaks um, at the time, and they were able to spend a little bit more planning time to transition to online. Other institutions had an early spring break and already had to bring their students back uh, to campus and then quickly and abruptly send them back home. We were very different in that we were one of the very few institutions that had a late spring break. Our spring break wasn't going to be until Holy Week. So our challenge was trying to figure out how long can we keep our students because in Dubuque County and on campus, things were relatively safe and the virus wasn't as appearing as violently as it was on the coast. Um, but in the end, out of great caution, we knew we had to send our students home and we were fortunate to give them a little bit more time to move belongings out um, than other institutions had that benefit. So in the end, given all of that and the quick and unwielding nature of this, um, our students have been extraordinary.
0: Yeah, and there's no roadmap for this. This is all kind of on the fly. We kind of deal with it as we can. And the fact that they've they've handled it so well is really admirable.
1: Agreed. I keep on telling a lot of my uh, uh, friends and colleagues within and outside of the college that I don't remember having an undergraduate or a graduate course that had a chapter speaking to how you handle things when a pandemic virus breaks out in, in this unique situation.
0: Yeah, definitely unique. But uh, So so this episode that we're recording right now, it's it's going to be released on May 23rd, which is the day that commencement was originally scheduled to be held. Unfortunately, a pandemic that's prevented the celebration from happening, but there is good news in all that is that it has been rescheduled. There is a date, and that's going to be Friday, October 9th, and that actually coincides with homecoming weekend. Can you give me a little uh, of the behind the scenes on that? How did you decide on the new date, and you know, what was the what was the process to, to to pick up October 9th?
1: Well, as you know, Robert, I've been at Loris a long time and uh, not everybody agrees with me on lots of things, but everybody knows my stance on commencement. And that is that when we're on campus, we wait to the last possible moment to make sure and try and figure out if we can be in the Rock Bowl stadium because I think it's one of the most beautiful settings of all college campuses. Um, So whether it's hot or whether it's cold, as long as it's not raining or snowing, I like to have it outdoors. So, for me, um, there was no question that we were going to try and make an in person commencement happen, that there wasn't even going to be consideration of a virtual opportunity. Um, that said, um, I did convene a small group, and that was uh, Dr. Art Sunleaf and Kim Walsh from Student Development, and then our student union leadership in Maddie Abel, who is the president of the student union and uh, class coordinator for the seniors in Ray Ann Klemish. And we met over the course of four weeks, uh, at least once a week, um, talking about what would be best for seniors. Um, Our students suggested that they do a survey so that we got the voices of all graduating seniors, undergraduate and graduate, to help advise that if we were gonna have an in-person ceremony and we couldn't have it on the 23rd, then what might be the best time? And the response was overwhelming. I think almost 70% of the uh, 350 or so graduating class Uh, responded. The majority of the response was, we're just so happy to have an in-person opportunity. I think the second most common answer was, we're just uh, grateful to have an opportunity to provide a voice. Um, As you might guess, there were folks on the extreme. Some said, let's do it in June. And others said, let's wait until next May. Um, Yet others said, um, you know, I'm going to be on the coast or I'm going to be international. So it's going to be hard for me to get back So could we pick a time that's more natural to come back? Um, Others are employed and we're worried about a weekday, et cetera. So long story short, the majority opinion was the extent to which homecoming weekend could be the the rallying cry um, would be the way to go. Um, We talked about the challenge of facility um, access during homecoming weekend, because we have so many of our facilities already taken for alumni engagement, et cetera. But we also talked about if we did it on homecoming weekend, um, it may not be a special for the graduating seniors and um, master's degree students. So we thought, wouldn't it be great if perhaps Thursday night we replicated senior dinner and then on Friday the 9th um, have the baccalaureate liturgy and the commencement ceremony. And that way um, the graduating class would have their own special time outside of homecoming, but then it would align with homecoming in a way that they could all celebrate um, uniquely and independently and uh, in collaboration with other alums. And then out of the perspective of being especially um, safe and cautious, we knew that um, where the pandemic was going is unpredictable, so in case we couldn't gather, we wanted to be able to have the class have a secondary date set, and that's why we picked the first weekend of December. we hope it's still in October and we hope it's aligned with uh, homecoming, but that is a long-winded answer of how we came to selecting the date and the backup date.
0: Well, and, it, and if, you know, all things considered, if it, if it all works out for homecoming, that's kind of a, a very unique situation where they can celebrate their graduation and then the very next day they're celebrating their alumni status and kind of with other Loris alumni, which is kind of a very much a, a unique and kind of a special special weekend if we can make that happen, so.
1: I think that's right Robert. I I think that while this class is unique in the 181 year history for all sorts of reasons, it's especially unique in that it's not able to celebrate its uh, commencement on the day in which was initially defined. On the flip side, I don't know that there will be a graduating class that is as well celebrated by alums as this class will be at homecoming. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, So as you reflect on this graduating class, Kind of looking back at this, yeah, you know, these last four years, what really sticks out in your mind about these particular students? I mean, what do you take away from the class of 2020?
1: Well, I take away a lot. So, uh, you know, I, I, I can speak for a long time about a lot of things, but this will probably be the one where I take a little bit more time. But on a personal note, I'm really grateful for having had the opportunity to get to know so many of the graduating seniors Get to watch them uh, perform whether it's academically or from a co-curricular standpoint it's been fun to interact with them uh, socially on campus or in the cafeteria einsteins or uh, the pub or many other venues but uh, it's really a, a great group and i think they've demonstrated how great they are uh, in light of all that we're experiencing here but i think i'd be remiss if i on behalf of the institution didn't just share a brief set of highlights that of course never captures everything but I think um, helps to remind the larger community and certainly this class of what they were able to contribute what they were able to achieve. Um, So in no special order I think about our uh, chemistry club that uh, received the highest uh, level of recognition from the American Chemical uh, Society this past year where we were defined as commendable and we were among the handful of small institutions, less than 5,000 students uh, that received this designation. Our media studies program continued to have widespread success with all sorts of first through third and honorable mention placements. But again, we swept all sorts of awards across the state and competed well in the Midwest. But I think most notable is the fact that for the 11th straight and unprecedented year, our Loras College television station was named best in the state. Our accounting program continues to have a great feather in its cap, having the seventh highest uh, CPA pass rate in the entire country. Dance Marathon has been extraordinary over the last 15 years and all their accomplishments, um, being first in the nation per capita in fundraising. And to think that they conducted their um, Dance Marathon this year virtually and raised over $110,000 is unheard of. Um, our Do Buddies group that uh, Uh, I think does a great job providing friendship and support for adults with disabilities. Was recognized by the Archdiocese of Dubuque at a mass, a liturgy um, celebrated by the Archbishop on campus this past spring uh, for the work that they've done to provide um, really love and support and care for often individuals who can be marginalized. Moot Court was outstanding this year. They competed in Cleveland and made it to the Sweet 16. our Center for Inclusion and Advocacy has done great work throughout the year engaging first gen and all sorts of students, but uh, in particular, our LULAC organization and our BSU organization re- both received uh, awards from the Regional NASPA Association for Outstanding Program- Programming and Student Engagement. Intercollegiate athletics was uh, on par for setting an all-time record at Loras. I believe that we would have been a top 10 Learfield standings finisher. Um, we finished number 14 in the country last year, and we were poised to do uh, that much better. Uh, coming off uh, uh, the winter sports, uh, our wrestling program was ranked number one, our men's indoor track and field program was ranked number two, our women's indoor track and field team was ranked number four, and our women's uh, basketball team was ranked number nine, and then the sweet 16, and then of course, all of our sports were doing so well, but I have no doubt that we would have come away uh, by the end of the spring season with uh, anywhere from three to up to six national championships. Our theater program through our Loris players were outstanding. Uh, we wound up uh, receiving three prestigious Kennedy Center awards, our choir and jazz ensembles were phenomenal in the performances that they held both on and off campus. I think our sustainability efforts, took a new rise thanks to the leadership of Jake Jansen and many of our students uh, and the work that they've done both on and off campus. Worth noting is that this was a year of all sorts of accreditation and our teacher education program uh, came away with flying colors from uh, the state of Iowa. Our engineering program was again um, maximally re-accredited by uh, the ABET organization and our athletic training program transitioned from a four-year program to now a 3-2 program, one of the first in the country, and received uh, extraordinary accreditation approval that way. Our Cancer Cares Lab that's led by uh, Dr. Uh, Keith thrain Borowski, was set to have a ribbon cutting this last week and unfortunately wasn't able to do it, but it doesn't um, take away from the great work our kinesiology and pre-health students are doing in serving the local community and cancer students. Thanks to our Student Athletic Association, we were able to receive a, an NCAA Honorable Mention, Inclusion and Advocacy Award this past year. Our honor students have been phenomenal in the ways in which they've helped to improve the campus. Sustainability is certainly one mention, but one of the efforts that uh, I thought was quite creative was saving our ashes, where we had to cut down several trees due to the ash borer disease, and uh, they helped to replant any number of other trees on campus. Our graduate programs are flourishing, ranging from uh, school counseling to counseling to athletic training and to analytics, so we continue to see great growth there. A highlight from January term, among others, was uh, Pope Francis giving a shout out uh, to five different groups uh, from his uh, papal audience, and Loris College was one of them. Uh, We, of course, did amazing work with retreats, spiritual formation, service-learning retreats, um, Bible study. Uh, amazing what our spiritual life uh, team has done in the larger campus. I'll close by simply saying that two extraordinary achievements that were done in concert with our student leadership this year was finalizing a campus master plan where we have a roadmap for the continued upgrade of all things facilities on campus and then finally having to do it virtually is tough enough and having to do it on campus is uh, tough as well but for Laura's to have conducted its uh, very important higher learning commission reaccreditation visit, and to come out with a preliminary report that lauded us in every uh, component is a real tribute—not just to our faculty and staff, but also to our students. So, as I told you, I was going to be long-winded, but it just helps to provide a snapshot of um, what our campus should be proud of. But certainly, this class of 2020 as well—they were major contributors and major leaders.
0: Well, and- it says a lot about this class too that I mean we uh I mean the last eight as you said the last eight weeks were all virtual I mean what would have been accomplished if we could all been able to stay together on campus and kind of keep doing things the way that we normally would so
1: and there's no question
0: but so I'm not going to keep it too much longer but I did want to give you I'm not going to step on your uh your commencement speech I'll let you keep working on that for October I'm not going <laughs> to cut into that but um just marking the, tw- the May 23rd this this graduation for this this class, what what message do you, you have to share with the class of 2020 and what,
1: what would have been their commencement day? Yeah, I, I'm probably winging it a bit here, Robert, but I, I know that um, while these are my sentiments, they're also, I think, safely the sentiments of our faculty and staff and larger community. You know, first, and uh, not to get too dramatic, uh, we want them to know that uh, we love them. Uh, second, we want them to know that we greatly admire them and that we're grateful to them for all the ways in which they've contributed and led at Loris. Um, We certainly want this class to remember um, that if you've forgotten through this, that they can get through most anything. Um, so while some aspects of these last eight weeks might be a low, and perhaps in some cases, the coming weeks might be a low, um, there will be highs and there will be great things. But I think that to get through and remember those things, it's, it's worth saying, don't forget to keep the faith, love and hope at the forefront. Uh, Don't forget you'll always have a community in Loras to support you. Don't forget to keep us surprised of uh, where you're at, what you're doing, and the successes that you're having. Don't forget to reach out to any one of us if we can ever be a help along the journey. Uh, Don't forget that it was you who did the work to get to this moment. and Don't forget to thank all those who helped to get you to this moment, family, friends, mentors, staff, faculty, administrators, of course, our loving God. Always take stock in your blessings and um, know that uh, what what serve and not what serves as curses. So focus on the blessings, not the curses. And of course, make sure that uh, faith and prayer are always a priority in your life. I finally say, remember that you're blessed in many ways uh, that others aren't. And to that end, continue to serve and reach out to all those who are unloved, uh, forgotten, or in need. So as always, God bless and go do walks. Thanks, Robert. Well, very
0: well said. So thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. So yeah, we'll wrap it up. We'll go. I mean, I, we can't top that. So uh, President Jim Collins, thank you so much for joining me to reflect and share your thoughts on the class of 2020.
1: Thanks, Robert. And go, Laura's class of 2020.
0: Yeah, And thank you to all who listened into our discussion. I hope you'll join us in, the, in offering your congratulations to the class of 2020, which you can do on social media using the hashtag LorasTogether. Also, be sure to visit the Loras Daily at daily.loras.edu to get your daily updates on news, features, and podcasts from across Loras, and including spotlights on some of our graduating seniors, and those spotlights will actually will continue into the summer. So we hope you'll join us for the next DoHawk Digest. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other, and go DoHawks!